So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Indy from Wind Waker. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Love Language. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, the the overall, overall response has been pretty high up. Everyone seems to be pretty keen. Uh, all the singles we've dropped have been quite uh, diverse from the album. So I don't think... I don't think everyone actually knows what to expect from the album yet. We've got a lot of people being like, oh, you guys aren't doing heavy stuff anymore. And then like, they're not ready. <laughs> they yeah. like, listen to the album again today. Uh, and I was like, there's some crazy heavy shit on here. And I was like blown <laughs> yeah. away because there's like <laughs> pop songs. And then there was like just brutal breakdowns. And I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? But the album was whiplash. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good whiplash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty chaotic. It goes from. It's got quite a broad spectrum of uh, genre bending, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. yeah. So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. So um, the album's called Love Language and that kind of came about once the whole album was finished. Our singer Will um, kind of pitched the, the name to us and we all just kind of heard it and we're like that represents the album perfectly because uh while we were writing it the whole writing process took a while because of covid we we ended up taking a long time to write the album and um i think all of us had a lot of different influences when we were writing that came from certain things that were happening in each of our lives uh to do with love whether it was like relationships or uh friendships or family like all of us were going through through things that obviously influenced our art and um that just bled straight into the album and i think is a big reason why the album is so diverse sonically mm-hmm. um because we all were having different experiences and we all wanted to express them in different ways and uh all of the songs just came out in such unique ways that mm-hmm. we ended up with this chaotic coherent mess i guess you would say yeah Uh, so yeah love language kind of represents it in that sense i think it also represents it in the sense that um love itself is quite broad emotionally and um we wanted to explore all those themes of love which come with love so you've got like crazy depths of anger and all the way up to extreme emotional highs. And I think that the album does explore that quite well. Sonically anyway. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, And the album cover. Yeah, the album cover, uh, we found this really awesome 3D artist um, in America. And he, uh, he already had designed this artwork and we just saw it and we were like, damn, that looks awesome for one and also kind of (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly what we were thinking when we picked it but it just felt like it represented the album i'm not uh it's kind of like a feeling hard to explain but we just looked at it i don't know there's like two people like completely pressed together Mm -hmm. it almost looked like it had this heart shape going on and um the color scheme was like exactly what we were looking for so it was just like a chance uh thing where we just came across it and it was like, that's the one. That's what we're going to use. That's sick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? 
Yeah. So the writing process initially, we started the album in 2020, just before COVID. So we started writing, I'd say about January, 2020. And the initial plan was we just locked in a uh, a tour with I Prevail and Motionless in White. Jesus, so holy! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> a massive, massive tour, and we were like absolutely freaking out about that. And um, it seemed like the perfect thing to happen for us that year because it was this massive tour. It was going to get us huge exposure. It was taking us all across Australia to huge venues that we hadn't played before. And um, we discussed with management that we'd we were going to try and drop an album just before it so that we had something to ride uh, along with the tour. And um, so we started writing at the start of 2020 and then obviously COVID hit and shit hit the fan. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, (laughs) we just lost, uh, we lost all of our, our planning. Um, So it was supposed to take six months and then we ended up just taking the whole year of 2020. I think we, went into 2021 writing it as well because we just had the time obviously because mm-hmm. nothing was yeah. happening because of covid uh especially in australia it was just like everything was canned couldn't go out so we tried to use the time that we had uh, a lot of the writing actually happened over zoom mm-hmm. because of the lockdowns and uh so we had like because three of us live in melbourne in australia and our vocalist will he lives in Coolerman, which is like this really small country town in New South Wales in Australia. Never even heard of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people have it. Um, and uh, yeah, he would just kind of Skype in or Zoom in um, and we'd use this program that like let us record over Zoom. There's a lot of like tech stuff going on, mm-hmm. which is cool. We learned a lot. Um, and we wrote a lot with Will just on a computer. Um, throwing vocal ideas around uh and then the three of us would be in a room and then uh when we could because in australia a lot of the lockdowns they would get lifted and then covid mm-hmm. would spike and we'd go back into a harsh lockdown yep. so whenever it would get lifted we'd use that opportunity and we'd book out an airbnb just like somewhere near us and just go away together and write um which turned out to be just the best possible way that we found uh to write i don't know it was just like this chance thing as well where we just discovered that's 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 how we like to write we like going away we like getting inspiration from random places that we've never been before and we booked um most of the airbnbs that we booked were near beaches so Mm -hmm. we had like nature inspiring us and we just were kind of locked together in uh in a room for a week and I don't know. It's something about just being together constantly for a, for a solid week that that just got the creative energies flowing, and a lot of our best ideas came from those Airbnbs. Um, so yeah, so the writing process was very unconventional from what we normally would do, but um, it turned out to be great. And I keep saying there was like this silver lining with COVID, where um, it sucked, but we also wouldn't have the album that we have Definitely. without it. Yeah. 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 I think the album would have been way different if you guys rushed it and wrote it in six months, you know? Mm-hmm. So much different. Mm-hmm. Who knows what would have happened, honestly. I was talking to someone else about this the other day and like, we're like, man, if if COVID didn't happen, we might not even have signed with Fearless. Like yeah. so many things happened during COVID 
that not necessarily were because of COVID, but I don't know, that extra time that we had allowed us to do a lot more mm-hmm. with what we had. So, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of lucky, even though it was a difficult experience for everyone. Blessing in disguise, kind of. Yeah, yeah exactly. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Favorite lyric. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oof, my favorite lyric, I would say lyrically my favorite song in general is glow. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus to glow uh, would probably be my favorite lyrics. So, so you came to see me glow. So watch me from below. Um, I don't know. There's something about that song that kind of felt quite empowering while we were writing it. Um, cause it has a lot to do with like, uh, you know, becoming successful or becoming like growing into what you, you've been trying to do for a long time. Um, and, and finding a little bit of ground, gaining a bit of ground and, gaining a bit of success in what you do because of hard work. And, uh, and it's interesting, like when you have experiences like that, uh, the people that you meet and the people that you have met along the way, especially the ones that, you know, didn't believe in you or would tell you, you know, go and get a, go and get a normal job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're the ones that sit in there, like saying that they know you saying, like, they're... can I get on the guest Ooh. list? Yeah. yeah. yeah saying oh. they're like best friends. Yeah. They want to get on your guest list. They want like, yeah. And uh, I don't know, there's something really interesting about people like that, that I think we'll try and express in that song of just like, you know, you came to see me mm-hmm. <laughs> close to so watch me from below. I don't know. I just love that lyric. Yeah. It's a very empowering song, and that, that song's quite uplifting to listen to for me. So uh, I would say that that's my favorite. Even though there's a lot, there's a lot to pick from. Mm-hmm. But for sure. I think I think that one lyrically, yes. Okay. Right. That's a really good pick. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So had the musically, track- I have a different answer there. <laughs> musically, musically. Sorry, I just cut you <laughs> off. <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. I was gonna say musically, my favorite song on the album, if we're not taking lyrics into account, would be Superstitious Fantasy though. I don't know. So it differs. I don't yeah. know. I like the whole okay. thing. Well, and why I is would that? I certainly one hope you'd like the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would hope I like my album. <laughs> yeah, that'd be I good. do, I do, I do like it. Um, my reasoning. Um, I think superstitious fantasy. I don't know. There's something really fun about it. I love playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's it's a really good mixture of like really easy parts to play and then quite difficult parts to play, especially for me because I'm the bass player. And uh, I got to throw in a bunch of like slap bass in the verses and stuff. So there's like, there's so much fun to be had in that song, playing it. And then also just listening to it. I don't know. There's something really unique about that song that I haven't heard a lot, Uh, especially from us. Like we haven't written something like that from ever. And I I don't hear a lot of what we write uh, in general. I think in that song, it's just, it feels like quite a unique song. So every time I listen to it, it's like, that's the only way that I can get that listening experience at the moment is through that song. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah. So how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, closer be the closer? Did you guys shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? We did shuffle. We shuffled around a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had three different track listings before we finalized uh, that last one. Um, but I think we we had always wanted to open the album on Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of set in stone. I think because Beautiful was like, uh, that song feels like a really good representation of what you get in the album. It's quite like that song goes through quite a broad spectrum of, of, of music, of, of genre bending, I think just in the single song. And there's a lot uh, vocally that Will does um, that sort of gives you like a little teaser of, of what he's going to do in the album. So it felt like the perfect opener. It's like a fast upbeat song as well. So it kind of gets you, grabs you straight away. Um, so that song was always set. And then we had, a bunch of different ideas for how we wanted to lay out the rest of the songs. The you guys heard the album, right? Yes. Yeah. The whole thing? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that last song was also set. So we had the we had the start and the end of the album. Oh, and no. it was just about like piecing together the track listing in between all of that. Um but it didn't take long. That's we, good. I think we finalized the the track listing within like a week or two because once we once we had it, it was like, yeah, that that flows the best. That's uh, that tells the story that we want to tell. Um, and I think I think it it kind of gave. We didn't want, especially like nowadays, people have really short attention spans. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want the album to feel like a long experience. So it's really interesting how how much track listing affects that, mm-hmm. and. Um, we didn't, yeah, we wanted it to be like, you know, you hear each song uh, and you have enough time to digest each song, but also you, you're not sitting there going like, damn, this album goes freaking ages. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the track listing ended up being like, damn, you're like you listen through and you're like, okay, cool. Oh, we're already like at track eight. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so you get through it quick enough, but you also get to experience the whole thing, I think was uh, the goal of the track listing. And I think, I think, I don't know. What do you guys think? You got through it. <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. Like got through it was... the full thing. And definitely like, I've, I've listened to it twice because we were supposed to chat na- last week and, you know, yeah. shit happened and what, whatnot. So I've listened to it both times. And the first time it was kind of like, I had the, I had the track list up and it felt like the album didn't like drag on, but like I, I heard each song and like it, it, it was its full time today. It was like, yeah. boom, like that. It felt like it was five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Yeah, me personally or all of us? Or both? Um, both. Yeah, both. both. Okay. Um, my headspace was quite, uh, quite calm and creative, I think, the whole time. I was always, I always felt quite inspired and quite, uh, it was a very joyful writing experience for me. I always felt uh really good about our ideas and uh it's always i mean it's always good just to be writing music with people that you love being around so for me it was really enjoyable writing experience Hmm. and um obviously like you know you're never like (laughs) you're not happy 24 7 but Mm -hmm. i think i i think i did um bring in a lot of influences from my own life 
into the writing room. Um, but during the time of writing, I think all of us were going through a lot of shit because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it, it, it'd be interesting to ask everyone this, actually. I might, I might do that. <laughs> it's interesting to think about because it, it might be, there might be reasoning behind a lot of the uh, darker parts of the album to do with COVID because there were moments where all of us were just, we would just sit in a room and just be like, damn, like mm-hmm. this, this is difficult. Like it's sometimes yeah. it gets really hard to just sit down and, and try and do your job um, and, and try and be creative when you're in a situation of, of like lockdown where you just can't do anything because mm-hmm. it's very uninspiring as well just to be stuck in a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially the moments where we, where we couldn't be together and we were exactly. just stuck in our own houses by ourselves. So there were moments where we'd all um, be talking about how, how difficult uh, the times were, but I think overall we were in pretty good head spaces and uh, the album, we didn't want to be, we didn't want the album to be a dark album. We didn't want it to be like a, a depressing album or a, like we're, I think as a band, we've always been like, we want people to have a good time mm-hmm. and we want to have a good time. So I think we did make a conscious choice when we started writing the album to make it fun. Okay. That's and good. a fun listening experience. So I think overall our, uh, our mindsets were in that space. We were like, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> um, so obviously like it was during COVID. So there were going to be points where the headspace was shit, but how did you like manage to keep the, your spirits like so high throughout, throughout the entire time since like, especially like in Australia, shit was open, close, open, close. If that was happening here, I probably would have went insane. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there was a level of insanity to it because, <laughs> because, uh, because of that, like one minute you've got total freedom and the next minute you're stuck in your house and you can only go out for like four different reasons. Yeah. So, um, I think just being together was the key being, uh, being there for each other. You know, we're all really close as mates as well um, as being in a band. So, you know, whenever something was wrong, we'd always be there to talk to each other. We'd always be there to, to lift each other up. You know, when someone's down, someone else was always up. So we had that balance there. And um, I think the Airbnbs was like the key as well, just going away together and just, being away near a beach like we'd have breaks and just run down to the beach and go for a swim and i think being around nature and having nature there to kind of ground you and bring you back to uh to earth was was another factor in that especially i don't know there's something about i don't know about you guys but whenever i go to the beach and have a swim in the ocean i just feel so good Mm -hmm. (laughs) something about just going to the beach and just having a swim it just makes you feel so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever we'd have breaks and we'd do that, we'd come back into writing. I think we'd have really some really good sessions after that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's I'm good. so happy to hear that you guys were still able to make it like a really good experience. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you got to, at the end of the day, you know, as much as we were in lockdown, we also live in a beautiful country and we have a lot of great things in our lives um, that a lot of other people don't. So it's always good to, 
you know, have a little reality, reality check and be like, you know, yeah, we're stuck in lockdown, but it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to have our lives back and we do have great, um, great things to be. We do have things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was never like a, you know, everything sucks. We're not doing this kind of moment. Mm-hmm. It's always, always, always moments to be grateful for. Even even when you're stuck in your house and you can't do anything, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a very first world kind of thing to be complaining about because, you know, not once was it like this is going to be forever. Mm-hmm. It's just like we got to mm-hmm. do this for now, and then then we'll be good. Yeah. Definitely. That exactly. Uh, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally oh, recommend? You gotta, you gotta have your own experience. I think, however you listen to albums, as long as you listen to it the whole way through, because you gotta have that full experience. There's a full. I know, I know it's difficult nowadays with albums. I know myself. I fucking, I get, I get like a new album that I want to listen to, and I get like halfway through, and then I'm, like, oh, I've got something to do, and I turn it off. Yeah. And, you know, if yeah. I would say, I would say to people, if you can, if you can muster up the energy to get through the whole album. Um, I think you get the full experience and that's what we're really trying to get people to have is that full experience that we, that we kind of designed with the track listing. Um, and I think like once, once you start the album, you're going to be pretty hooked. There's, there's so much going on that it's, it's difficult to find a spot to actually break away from it. Um, I would say personally, I love listening to albums in cars, like when I'm driving. So just going for like a really long drive just to experience a whole album mm. is always fun. Pick a pick a little driving route, go up to the mountains, go wherever you live, go out into nature and just have a little, little session, listen to the whole thing. And then at the same time, I think the album's fun enough just to just to put it on with your mates and just mm. have a have a time, have a sure. party listen to it the whole way through see what your favorite songs are and let us know (laughs) sure and how did you guys listen to the album for the first time were you able to actually get together or did you have to listen separately yeah the first time we listened to it we we always as a band go in the car and listen to it there's something about like we test it out in the car like you test out the mix in the car and you test Mm -hmm. out like you know something about car speakers that kind of gives you quite a honest uh experience of your music yeah (laughs) Yeah. so we generally yeah i think the first time we all just jumped in the car and went for a drive and listened to the whole thing which is usually what we do with all our music um and then the second time we listened to it the whole way through we had our managers come over to our house and we just played it through some really good speakers and just watched their faces melt (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, So this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Oh, my God. Yep. (laughs) That's not quick. That's hard. (laughs) Come on, come on. Off the top of your head. Okay, okay, okay. Off the top Mm -hmm. of my head. um, Mm -hmm. um, 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 um. Is um one of them? (laughs) No, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So far, I've said um and no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Oh, my God, no, too. (laughs) I would say exhilarating um loving mm-hmm. and dynamic oh yeah there you go see that was quick that was quick <laughs> okay i could do it i did it good job you did it, you did it. Um, put me on the spot I'm <laughs> out. See, but you did great you did great on the spot 
Thank God. Thank yep. God. <laughs> uh, so in that same train of thought, but not as much pressure, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have going through the album? Oh, I think um, our goal is for listeners to to really, I mean, it's difficult because I feel like there's a duality in listening to the album. You can either listen to it and listen to it at face value and just have that fun experience of like, damn, this is cool. There's a bunch of cool shit going on. Uh, we're going from crazy chaoticness to super high melodic stuff. Um, and you can have that sort of face value, like really fun experience with the album. Or you can really spend time having like a really in-depth listen to it have the lyrics there with you and go deep into um, where we're trying to take you with the album. And I think that deep experience where I think, I think for listeners that want to do that experience, it's more about having a little confrontation with yourself and, and seeing what you can uh, feel emotionally when you listen to it, see what you get out of it. I don't think there's any one specific thing that we're trying to make listeners feel other than um, a little bit of self-reflection and a little bit of uh, a uh, confrontation with reality, I guess, mm. and what, what it means for you um, in your own lives to experience love in all of its different forms. Definitely. Dang. All right. <laughs> Got, got these yeah there. that's what i mean there's like yeah. a super deep part to it or there's like the face belly part which yeah. either way you're gonna have a good time don't even, yeah. don't even know how to respond to that man yeah <laughs> God, all right yeah. uh so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album i know you mentioned you guys just overall had a great time but yeah. if you could just pick one it'd be good i think um we write a lot at night time like we hmm. get a lot of ideas out at night we're very we're like you know we work well at night we're, I get we're that. none of us are morning people yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel that felt um, that yeah so like when we're at airbnbs like we'd be up until like 3 a.m writing songs and i think um there was one specific airbnb where i think in the same night we'd busted out the ideas for glow and for superstitious fantasy mm. and um those two songs Oh, and Nighthawk. So those three songs all came together within like the same night. Wow. And I think uh, <laughs> we kind of like, we got those three ideas out. We're like, damn, these are so great. Like we were so excited about them. And um, then we just got like really drunk and had a little bit of a celebration. Because <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, the, yeah. yeah, it was like the last night of the, uh, it was the last night of the Airbnb at that point. And um, I think that was the first Airbnb that we'd gone too. so it was like this ultra successful writing process that we didn't think we'd we'd get to and um yeah we just had like a solid party after that just the four of us you know those really fun parties where it's just like really small amounts of people like just four mm -hmm. people and you're just having a party as if there's like 20 mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was a moment like that so it was a it was probably one of the most memorable memorable times that's great um so, pic so picture <laughs> this uh you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice oh australian or american <laughs> i well, mean both sure i mean it might depend yeah snack of choice at a we call them servos here oh, really? snack of choice is interesting a servo. 
I always go for like either an ice cream or a uh, like a protein bar. I really like chocolate protein bars. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. random. But <laughs> if it's a... <laughs> um, I don't know in America. I don't really know what you get. What can you get at servos in America? Poison. All sorts Poison, of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. like whatever you it's want. It's all just shit food, right? Yeah. 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 Meat sticks, yeah. chips. But- Oh, it's not gonna give you any good. nutritional value, but no, God no. does it taste good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You guys have like servos that do like really like we have like we've started to get anyway some servos that just that are trying to do like full restaurants and they're trying to do like good food and it's Ooh. it's really weird. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, like oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got some of those like um like a Wawa or a Sheets or a Bucky's like a Bucky's. Um those mm-hmm. those will uh they they have like parts where you can order like salads and sandwiches yeah, yeah. and burgers and fries yeah. and all sorts of shit. Sandwiches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like really off-putting mm-hmm. because you're like, yeah, but I'm at a I'm at a gas station. Yeah, and like while you're no, waiting no. <laughs> for the food, you're like standing next to the Twinkies, and you're like, "This is fucking weird." <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Twinkie! There we go. I'll probably get a Twinkie. You like? I never, I never had a Twinkie. Twinkies? So I'd, probably, I'd probably grab a Twinkie and see what oh. it's like. <laughs> is that a bad? You might want to get a backup snack just in case <laughs> yeah. you don't like it. I, I am personally not a fan, but you might like it. So that's. I cool. don't even that's know cool. what they are. What are they like? Uh, cake sticks or something? Never had them. Yeah. So it's you kind of it's Adam? like a okay. uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a like a a sponge cake with like a whipped cream inside. It sounds decent, right? It's not. It's just it 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 tastes bad. I thought the cream would have been like more vanilla y, but it's just kind of like yeah. air. Yeah. Right. So it, it was very disappointing. Something about like when you see snacks on movies, it just makes you want to eat them. Like, uh, have you guys seen Zombieland? And mm-hmm. like, it's like Woody oh, Harrelson, of course, the like whole movie, just looking for it. Yeah, and he's just looking yeah. for a Twinkie. That's ever since I saw that movie, I was like, man, I got to try a Twinkie. Yeah, that movie is why oh, I had a Twinkie. Well, there you go. And I was like, he was he was risking his life for this. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, again, it might have just been me. It might have just yeah, like, been me. Maybe be I had good. a bad Twinkie. Be. Exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. Well, Glory, the Twinkies don't expire. Like we, got we've point. established that. So mm-hmm. the, like maybe maybe the factory just fucked one up, but it didn't exactly. go bad. Exactly. <laughs> that, that can't be a good thing. Oh, no, no, they're, no, they're no. so so filled up with preservatives. People are like, I've had this Twinkie for 150 years. It's like, Mm-mm. first of all, no, you oh, haven't man. because you haven't been alive that long. And second of yeah. all, that's fucked up and gross. That's yeah. that can't be good yeah. for you. But I mean, yeah. hey. I'd, I'd love for you to try one and let me know what you think. Yeah. And yeah, after all know. that, yeah. <laughs> we'll come back on this, this podcast just to talk about the Twinkie experience. Yes. Yeah. Give it a full rating <laughs> review. I'll write a yeah. full essay on it. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. I love uh, it. So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. We'd be like one of those like uh, buffet all you can eat kind of plates, you know, where you just load up mm-hmm. your plate with fucking the most random shit, but it kind of looks like a meal. Yeah, because we all just we all bring different things to the table. So I wouldn't say we're we're a cohesive meal. We're like a we're like a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Put it all on one plate, and it still looks appetizing. That makes sense, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know why I came up with that so quickly, but that's that's where I went. I love okay. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. Cool. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, damn. Okay. My last meal. Uh, my family's Italian. Nice. So I would probably, you know, I'm assuming I'm on death row now. So my, right now. my nonna, my grandma is still alive. So I would get, I would get her to cook me like her chicken schnitzels and her pasta and her lasagna. And uh, I'd just be eating that <laughs> Making me for a long time. Man. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah. And, uh, how, so how what you about your grandparents down? cooking? I'd be washing it down with drink probably like an iced tea i like iced tea Ooh, That's sweetened good. i hope slightly only slightly i don't like like super sweetened but yeah it's okay. got to have a little bit of sweetness otherwise it's just like bitter disgusting yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. all right I get that. Yeah. That. yeah so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live oh come on that's hard oh i would probably live in mm-hmm. I know I'd probably die, but I'd probably live in The Last of Us. Oh, <laughs> you know the oh. game, The Last of Us. Yeah, I just like I'm so in love with that game that I just want to be in it for a second. But I'd probably die. I'd be I'd be terrible in an apocalypse. So <laughs> yeah, there's a chance you you might die. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'd last a whole week in there, but yeah, I'd it, I'd probably last a day. It'd be fun to see if you if you do last a whole week. That'd be cool. Yeah, I have this weird obsession with apocalyptic like things at the moment. Like I'm mm-hmm. rewatching The Walking Dead and I'm playing mm-hmm. like a lot of zombie games. And I don't know. I just I keep thinking about what life would be like in an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's probably yeah. a really bad idea if that was actually my answer. But yeah, that's my answer. What can you do? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, so I've done of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Ooh. What's your favorite color? <laughs> What's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I haven't thought about that for a long time. My oh. favorite color is probably like that teal blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, something about it, whenever I see that color, I just get really relaxed and calm. It's a good color. It's a very mm. good color. Good yeah. pick. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I feel good about it. Good. good. <laughs> well, it's locked in now, and that's your favorite color forever. Look at it. It's forever. That is, that is me in a color. All right. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Are you going to plug my album, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the album comes out. It's called Love Language. It comes out May the 6th, and... Uh, please listen to it and let us know what you think i'm so excited to i'm just so excited for it to come out i'm so excited to like see what people actually think of it um because we've had like really good feedback from um people like you obviously like podcasters and and um, people that interview us so i'm excited to see what the general public think as well because if it's anything to go off what um the people that i've spoken to about it so far it's going to be a good fun response so definitely uh check it out may 6th all of our socials are um they're just at wind waker officials if you want to check us out on the social medias except for twitter twitter is wind waker tweets just to make life difficult for everyone (laughs) gotta love twitter man perfect yeah yeah (laughs) um 
Well, thank you for Stylus Ben Indy from uh, Wind Waker, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>